Blog Talk Radio. Nalema kulila misozi, nikayanga na banja latu, kupadu atinabadwa mushe, komalelo lipazuli. Nikale tinangalapo kondwela Leloeka titikumbukila kweta chokela Amai kubutika mutima Kumazoti tazitoa Nimaona misozi masomwake Nimafuto wabale nimafuto Community, family, connectivity, networking are very powerful things which every person or human being should take seriously or consider in their lives. Welcome to Zambia Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Today is July the 11th. Uh, We do thank you for joining us from whichever part of the world that you are listening from. I've been away or absent for two weeks, Roger, because I had to take care of some things that weekend. I was attending a funeral of a very good friend, the Ghanaian. Uh, yeah. Too, too many young, too many people are, are dying. And just in spite of the COVID thing, um, I, I think, you know, I was telling my wife, I'm like, we've got too many of these uh, brochure programs of funerals in the home. It's not looking good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are all over the place, and I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 this is not good. Anyway. And then the past weekend, I was hosting a, a global event called The Awakening, so I had to prepare much for that. That's why I took my time away. And the reason I made the comments I made at the beginning of community, family, networking, and all that is because that event, Roger, was basically sponsored and funded by uh, my friends and family in the community. That's what happened. Good stuff. People can step up to things you can never imagine. Yeah. How have you been, my friend? It's been a long time. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been very uh, very good. Um, uh, Miss Lucas did uh, uh, what she always da- uh, she's done, uh, mm-hmm. uh, step up. So we couldn't even uh, uh, for your only uh, message. Uh, we couldn't even notice you are not there. So that is how good <laughs> That's she is. Good. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'm sure, I mean, uh, this morning I've got, I've got my leadership team on the show. So it, it's, I think it's good for Fred and Hazel to hear that because uh, when people begin to think that, uh, to use the Bemba expression, in the Taori punish, nothing will happen. So there you yes. go, Hazel. Oh, I've scored big, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this morning, we 
uh, we are, I'm very honored and privileged to have uh, this team be here. Uh, this is the leadership team of the Association of Zambians in Dallas, Fort Worth. They are here to share, discuss uh, some things since this team took over uh, leadership or the realms of power of the association in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, what the direction they are taking this uh, uh, group or family in Dallas, um, and we, sh- we, we shall hear from them. So with us today is uh, the president of the association, Mr. Fred Kazembe. Hi, Fred. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Nkama. How are you? I am good, and it's good to have you on the show. Also with us is the Deputy Vice Secretary, Ms. Hazel Montemba. Morning, Hazel. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm well. I hope you're well, too. Excellent. Also joining us is uh, Ms. Sipo Mabuye. She's a legal liaison on the, on the leadership team. Morning, Sipo. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And I believe we have uh, this the vice president. Now, is this is this six nine five one eight the vice president Ronald? No, no, no. It's not Ronald. No, it's it's Nelly. It's Nelly. Miss Nelly, who is the publicity secretary. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show, Fred and the team. My first question. Let me start with you, Fred. Is uh, okay, there's somebody who's on the phone and they're also listening online. You, it, it's giving a feedback. Um, so, Fred, my first question to you as we begin our discussion is, most people have this notion or argument that the work of the association is limited. There's really nothing new anybody can bring to associations apart from what is already embedded or set down. Uh, how do you respond to that question? When you got elected, what what did you set out to do? Uh, thank you for for that question. And uh, and 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 first of all, I want to say thank you for having us uh, on your platform and giving us an opportunity to, you know, speak to all uh, your viewers and uh, lay out some of our plans and the plans that we we had initially when we were uh, campaigning. Um, mm. What I say is that. Um, you know, in uh, in our association, uh, we we believe that um, at the end of the day, our community uh, needed some changes, uh, changes such as uh, life insurance uh, being introduced within our community because uh, we live so far away from uh, our homes, in, from our country, Zambia. Uh, and at the same time, when you do have a, a bereavement in a community, a Zambian passes away, uh, in most cases, the family wants the body back home. Uh, yes. So something that we did not have in our community was a life insurance policy that covered our members of our community and gave uh, those, those people, those persons, and those families a chance to be able to uh, take the body of that person back to Zambia mm. so that uh, the family can be comforted. Um, you know, those are some of the things that we looked at as being new uh, options and things that we did not have uh, within our community and didn't look at or discuss. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we looked at the, the fact that we wanted to make up a, 
association that had different uh, diverse uh, skill sets, um, whether it's individuals who are real estate agents, uh, lawyers, uh, uh, CPA uh, individuals, that can be able to educate our community um, within the scope of the problem or the issues that they are facing. Mm. Okay, excellent. That, uh, so from what you're telling me, it sounds like you guys have put uh, some sort of insurance plan in place. Is that the impression we're getting? Yes, sir. Um, we actually just signed up uh, as of yesterday with uh, Hartford Insurance. They are covering about 30 people from Dallas uh, that are going to be covered um, under uh, the policy, which is a community um, policy that allows everyone that has signed up to be mm-hmm. covered and, and their families to be paid um, you know, to the beneficiary should the person who's covered uh, you know, pass on, then that individual's uh, uh, beneficiary would receive the money so that they can cover the cost of the funeral. Okay, somebody who lives in Dallas is listening and they're like, oh, I'm just hearing about this for the first time. How does it work? Sure. Um, so how it works is uh, right now we still open for enrollment till the end of this month. Uh, if you wish to be part of the uh, policy to join, you still have time. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to myself, uh, the president, at uh, 325-320-3623. Or you can reach out to Mr. Ali, our treasurer, um, or any of our members of the association, um, and they'll be able to provide you some details. Uh, you can look okay. up on the insurance company that's also offering this, um, uh, this insurance policy. Uh, the underwriter is Hartford. Uh, the actual company that's offering it is Cultural Benefits. Um, so they'll be able to – they have a website, and, and folks can be able to, uh, to look them up and, and see what – what the benefits are. Okay. Two or three more things before we switch over because your team, like you have said, comprises a lawyer, real estate agent, CPA, and other people who can offer the services. Uh, before the lockdown of COVID-19, uh, the association held a dinner, a community dinner, uh, which was right. free. What was the outcome or takeaway from that event? That, that's a good question. Um, so the, the, goal was for us to be able to inform the community about the agendas that we had on the table, mm-hmm. which were us bringing and investigating, uh, evaluating options for life insurances that we thought would cover our community. And the one that is specifically that we had uncovered was the life insurance policy we just signed up with. Uh, we had a lot yes. of great feedback from our community at that point to say, uh, this is a new direction for our community in a sense of us taking responsibility over our lives and reducing the number of goal funds that we need to be able, we are creating uh, because we've not taken responsibility in, in covering um, ourselves. Um, so it was, it was quite uh, exceptional um, as far as the feedback we, we got from that point on. And then COVID-19 kicked in, but it also helped mm-hmm. us uh, with better relationships uh, more relationships we we connected with House of Glory Church. Um, yeah, and they've been able to help us with uh, delivering and uh, helping our community deliver uh, food, dry foods, uh, water that we try to deliver to our community because um, we are all affected by COVID nineteen and 
Uh, we're trying to do as much as we can as the association to stay relevant through this time um, while we're trying to practice social distance. Okay. One of the one of the things that people always point out about association thread is that they are not what do you call it millennial or young people or, or the, the community comprises of families with children. So let me just use this phrase of saying a lot of people accuse associations of not having intentional programs which are children or family oriented. What's different with your team? That's a great question. Um, what's different with our team is that even during COVID-19, we are still in discussion at this point to understand how we can cater to our children in our community through COVID-19. Uh, we're trying mm -hmm. to identify uh, a program that will uh, teach our young uh, children here in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, the Zambian language and the Zambian culture, uh, because yes. we're having children here in the United States, uh, but they do not become aware or accustomed with our culture that we have from Zambia. So we are trying okay. to come up with a program and identify a few individuals that can begin uh, coming up with uh, with shows or uh, a little uh, hour or two hour. Uh, events that would cater to the children and teach them about our culture of Zambia. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Any projects or anything in line or online to do some investment or charitable events or programs back home in Zambia? Um, at this point, not yet. Uh, we're still trying to, um, you know, finish up on the life insurance at the end of this month to ensure that we push that agenda to get more people. Um, and then we're also looking at trying to understand how or which companies in Zambia we can connect with. Uh, so if there mm -hmm. are any people, any, any uh, persons in the corporate world in insurance that are listening in Zambia, uh, we would love to connect with you to understand how from Dallas forward, how we can work with the, the companies, the insurance companies in Zambia to be able to, one, uh, offer a life insurance policy for our Zambian families that would be signed up from here uh, and we would make those payments. And secondly, uh, we would also like to see how we can cover some members that are here in Dallas to be covered under a policy uh, through a company that is based in Zambia. Okay. My guest this morning is the leadership team of the Association of Zambians in Dallas Fort Worth, Mr. Fred Kazambe, President, Sipo uh, Mabuye, Legal Liaison. Uh, Nelly Bartholomew Publicity, uh, Hazel Montemba, Deputy Secretary, and all these are professionals in their own right. The idea of this program this morning is just to, for us to get an idea of what this leadership team is able to offer. Hazel, you are a realtor by profession. Uh, COVID-19 just threw the whole world upside down, and uh, people didn't know <laughs> what to do. Is this the best time to buy a house? Yes, definitely it is the best time. Uh, and a lot of people are asking that, and a lot of people are, are kind of pulling back. Well, not so many. You find that some people pull back and some are buying. And mm -hmm. why do I say? But that's why, before I even answer this question, thank you so much for having us. Uh, we really appreciate mm -hmm. you having us here on this show. Yeah, and uh, the reason why I say it is the best time is because we are experiencing very low interest rates. 
extremely okay. low interest rates right now. Uh, we could actually even have as low as 2.7, as low as 2.7 wow. interest rates. Yes, that is extremely good. Now, why, why is that? Because the lower your interest rates, the, the lower your payments. So, you know, you have good interest rates, you have lower payments. And also, because of the COVID-19, even though it's a stable market right now, it's not a market, it's not a buyer's market, it's not a seller's market, it's kind of right in the middle. Sellers okay. are very willing to negotiate the prices of their houses or, or, or the contract. They're very willing to negotiate, it being that they don't want to have so many people going in and out of their houses to show their houses. So they want, as, long as, you, as soon as you show interest, they will um, mm. put you under contract. So it is the best time to buy right now is the best time to buy. Okay, excellent. So before, before she goes away, Nathan, um, uh-huh. this is Roger uh, Misezo. Uh, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah, I've always thought about, uh, you know, uh, this idea in the realtor um, uh, space, as, as it were, for the diaspora, we ourselves. Mm-hmm. What are the chances, like a group like yourselves in, in Dallas, uh, buying property, say, for rent. Uh, Zambians in diaspora coming together, putting together some money, buying property mm-hmm. and putting them for rent. What, what, what chances do we have? Oh, you do have chances. So are you saying, like, you come together, put money together? Mm. Yeah, and, of and, and, and buy? Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that, that is a good chance of that. It definitely is a good idea. A lot of people are doing that. I know the, actually two groups of, of Zambians who are doing that, they're putting money together and buying property to, uh, to, to, to invest in. Now, uh, I have my pros and cons because I was a, a real estate investor before I became a realtor. I was flipping houses. The thing is you just have to have experts in that. Not, you don't all have to be experts, but you have to have experts in that. You have to have a team, a team meaning. You have to have a realtor. You have to have uh, um, uh, people can fix houses because mm-hmm. – uh, contractors. You have to have somebody who can run the numbers for you because the danger in that is that people come together with great ideas, but they don't have a team. A team meaning somebody who can, who can lead you because as I come in as a realtor, I will tell you what is the best, um, how to buy the house best so you can, you can maximize your profit. And then when you have a contractor, because most people will, will spend so much money on contractor, you find a contractor who will give you the prices of how to fix up the homes. Then you, you analyze and say, can we make a profit? But most people go in as a group and they're excited and they don't know how, how much it will cost to fix up the house. They don't know what the market rate is going, how much the market, houses are going for. Maybe the market has changed and they go in there and uh, they take too long to fix up the house and eat up into the profit. They find that they can't sell the house at the price they thought they would because they're not involved a realtor. Then they make a loss and they say these things don't work. These things do work. Wow. And also, other than just having ex, a, a team, you also have to have at least somebody who's knowledgeable about what you're doing. Somebody who has done it at least once. Mm-hmm. Not all of you being amateurs. Yeah, so that's my take on that. Okay. So if no, we'll continue. Home, I think uh, this is, we'll make it a story for another, another <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah, that's yeah, a good thank question, you. Roger. Let, let me just follow up on that uh, ahead. So somebody's listening and they're like, okay, five of us come together, so whose name appears on the title or whose name appears on the paperwork? How does it work? You, you, you do it as, as, a, as a company. You do it as okay. a company because what you don't want is, you know, we, we like to, especially if you've got a best friend, we like to trust each other so much. But when money is involved, 
we all want to know I've been burnt before. When money is involved, people change. You put that thing in my name. Do you know that it's actually mine? That house is mine? It's your word against mine? Legally, it's mine. If you put my name on the document, it's legally my house. Of course. You can have no right, yes. So people need, and this is where, again, you should, part of the team also can be a lawyer to write up mm-hmm. the documents, to write up how this thing is done, to give you advice on how to set up your company name. That way, everybody can benefit, and not only one person runs off with it. So part of mm-hmm. the team is a lawyer as well. Legal advice. Okay. Okay, one more question probably before I go to to Miss Nelly and Miss Sipo here. What do I need to know to buy a house? Uh, what do you need to know to buy a house? Is it the things that you need to buy a house? Is that what you're asking? Mm, the things that I you need to so. buy a house? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you need to know? Okay, I can answer this one, one or two, two ways. You need to know that you don't need 20% down to buy a house. You can have uh, 3% down, you can have 5% down. You need to know that you can actually buy a house without having all the money that you require because there are programs there which assist in down payment. You can get in a house with, uh, 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 without so much money because there are, ben- there are programs to help with down payment assistance. You need to know that uh, having a bad, bad credit is not a death sentence. It's not the end of all mm-hmm. because we can help mm-hmm. you fix up your credit. So all these things that people disqualify themselves without taking to, talking to an expert like myself, they disqualify themselves saying, I don't have my, my credit is bad. I, I, I don't have this and that. Talk to an expert and I'll tell you that all these objections, we can overcome. All you need is, is, is information. Information and a lack of information is what is getting people, making people not get into homes. Mm, okay, so what, is, yes. what, 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 what really is the benefit of ownership, home ownership? What, what, what is the benefit? Oh gosh, how much time do I have? <laughs> no, that's the last question. Before you okay. send me a grenade. <laughs> okay. Okay, cut me short uh, because there are so many benefits. There's so many Give benefits. Give us so the, two, the two, three major ones. Okay, first of all, before I answer this, real quick, real quick. Um, no, don't worry about it. Okay, the two, my favorite ones. Uh, let me see. Mm-hmm. My favorite ones. Number one, know that it is a great investment. I mean, what benefits of, of, of ownership? It's, it's a great investment, being that... Um, when you when you are a homeowner, you're actually putting money into your savings account. So look at this this way. This is my best example, and I like this example to shake people up, to wake people up. When you're paying rent, you are getting your money, the rent money, and you're putting it into your into your uh, landlord's uh, savings account. That's what you're doing. And then when you, are, when you are have mortgage, you're taking the money and you're putting it into your own savings account. So when you look okay. at that that way, so you're taking your money and putting it in your own savings account, it's a great investment. You're building equity. Equity is a difference between how much is owned to your house and how much it's worth. So you, that money can be used to, um, you can put that money out down the line for college tuition, to remodel the house when things go, uh, are tough. You can actually, that is actually your money for you to withdraw eventually down the line. So you're actually building up money into your own account. That's one of the, what the benefits of home ownership. The next one, um, uh, I'm, I'm torn between tax benefits and retirement. Okay, 
let, I'll, I'll skip the tax benefits of, of having a house. I'll, I'll, I'll say retirement. After 30 years, if you pay um, just a minimum uh, what is owing to the house, you can retire because that money is now yours. You've, you own the house outright. It's actually your money, and you can use that for retirement. Most people, okay. when children grow, they, 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 they resell the house and buy a, a, a smaller house and uh, get the change. And you can live off that money as retirement. Okay. Excellent. That's good information right there. So how Pass do you comma. get in touch? Yes. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead Fred. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to uh, follow up, not to cut into, I know you were about to ask how people can uh, get in contact with uh, Ms. Hazel Montemba, but I, I, oh. I heard a really great question from Mr. Roger about, you know, how can, uh, whether it's individuals in Dallas, you know, can they be able to buy a house or an apartment, you know, as a group? And Ms. Uh-huh. Muntemba really, really answered that question great by saying, you know, let's, you know, have contracts. Uh, I just wanted to add something on that as far as also in addition things that to consider. Um, once uh-huh. you have those contracts, as individuals, um, one important factor is also to uh, form a, corporation out of that so you have either a dba or an llc that represents the entire group and then you okay. register once it's registered you use that document to open up a bank account um, and build credit for that uh, uh, company name that allows you to be able to have the power uh, and entice lenders to be able to uh, lend you money based on how much you're contributing as individuals, whether it's on a weekly or monthly, depending on the statements uh, that you've, uh, the, the bylaws that you've created around that, uh, that association or organization. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, very great point. Yeah. Yeah. Very great point. He says, well, how do people get, uh, okay, we shall do the contact thing at the end of the show and everything else uh, because, this is a very formidable team, and this is information we need in our community. Uh, let's talk to Ms. Sipo here. Um, hi, Ms. Sipo. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Hello again. Uh, Good morning again. <laughs> yeah, immigration is, uh, ooh, is one of those things that uh, our community deals with big time. So the mm-hmm. Court of the United States issued this ruling about Dakar. And uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you listen to the news, they are like, uh, it's a blow to this administration, and yet it's not the end in itself. Uh, explain to us what that meant. Okay. So thank you again. I guess you're going to be hearing thank you from all of us for having us on your show. So I also <laughs> want to say that as well. Um, the first thing that we need to realize about the Supreme Court decision is the reason mm-hmm. why it did not go through. So in as much as uh, others are celebrating that um, they did not manage to cancel the program, we need to understand why it is that it did not get canceled. The Supreme okay. Court uh, specifically said that it can be revisited if it is done in the right manner. So what that means is that for now, they um, it uh, it did not go through for uh, for the you know for the Trump administration. However, if they were to follow the correct steps, they are indeed entitled to cancel the program. 
So that is how one should interpret that decision. So with that, um, and, 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 and one also needs to remember that Dakar is not a final program that is not supposed, it, you know, it's not designed to be there for eternity. It yes. is simply a deferment, all right? Okay. And okay. deferment just simply means hold. And this deferment is also existent in um, within the uh, deportation procedures that used to happen within the Obama administration. We would have situations where people go through the um, deportation proceedings and they don't make it, okay? They lose their okay. case and then yeah. prosecutors have the last, um, the last decision to use their discretion to defer deportation, meaning, yes, we know that you do not have a legality to stay in the country, but we're using our discretion to defer or to hold anybody from being deported. So what that means in layman's terms, loose terms, very, very liquid terms, is that the starting point is that what is your current status in the country? Okay. If your current status in the country is that you're here illegally, whether you're a child or an adult, then you are entitled by law, if it's gone through, to be removed from the country because you don't have a status, okay? okay. But if there's a deferment, that just means that um, someone has used their discretion to just suspend that for now. So it can be revisited at any time. This is what has caused, um, if you remember at the beginning of the year or last year, there were all of these raids where ICE was picking up people? Yes. Yes, that was the um, revisitation of this discretion to say yes, Someone used their discretion to say, for now, we can hold, you guys can stay. But we uh -huh. have come to also use our discretion to say, no, you need to leave. You need to leave. So okay. that's, that's what DACA is really um, sitting on. That's the foundation of DACA. So for now, yes, the program is there. The program has not been canceled. It has not been defeated but it can be revisited at any time. And as of yesterday, I think uh, Trump has been commenting about the fact that he does want to revisit DACA in a positive way to maybe have some type of a plan to transition everybody in this category of DACA to give them some pathway to something um, that is um, of um, a little more solidity um, in terms of normalcy. So okay. that's the bigger that's, picture that's of what's good, going that's on. A, that's, a, that's a good. That's some good news at the end of it all. If he's thinking mm -hmm. in a positive way. Mm. Okay. Now we have this issue of where they say if the colleges and universities make a decision to go the online way of learning, the F1 students are in trouble. Mm -hmm. So. Does it mean the students need to leave, or what, what's going to happen with that? Because there is also 
affect, it, it's got a lot of repercussions in terms of family life. Not just that, but sure. everyone here. Please mm-hmm. help us understand mm-hmm. that aspect as well. Sure. So the premise of everything is obviously um, COVID, okay? Uh-huh. And COVID has impacted everyone in every form, including the way that we are learning. And those who've got children, we can relate to that. And um, in this uh, fluid um, environment of COVID, the um, schools that have uh, been registered to uh, bring in F1 students, they're called um, uh, SEVP uh, universities. Uh, In other words, okay, let me break it down. So there are certain universities that are part of an exchange visitor program with the government that allow to bring in international students on F and M visas, right? Yes. So these particular universities have to comply with certain regulations to continue to be um, offering these um, F1 visas to students such as our Zambian community students. And part of the requirement for the F1 programs is they need to be offering what they call full loads for these students to continue to renew and be in status, to be here legally in that immigration um, category of being a student. If they are to remain in status, the full load of um, classes cannot be 100% online. That is not considered okay. a full load. It okay. can be partially online, but it, it cannot be 100% online for you to be considered F1 and you're in the U.S. But with COVID, what has happened is they're beginning to make it more fluid for people to take on more classes than the required one or two online classes. So what has happened now is that the government is giving these universities a um, the discretion on how to balance out their uh, their classes. If they want yes. to be 100% remote, and that is all they are offering um, going forward for the next semester, then they need to be able to communicate with the students that look. Um, we only have 100% classes uh, to offer. And what that entail uh, means to the Zambian students or any F students is that they then need to reach out to, um, uh, there's a, a dedicated person on each campus called a designated school official, a DSO, okay. mm-hmm. whose job it is to to deal with all international students. Every university has a dedicated DSO. That DSO is the person that they need to speak to before jumping on any plane and going home. The DSO has gone through training with um, the government on how to handle situations where people are 100% online. Do not go home without speaking to your DSO. Because with your DSO, you can structure a program where you can have a less reduced load. Some of us in Africa do not have access to dedicated Internet. We don't have, you know, the luxury of some of these things for them to assume 
that we'll be able to carry the load 100% of, out of the country. Some countries are okay. Some students have left um, to continue studying online from their countries because they don't have any Internet issues, but it's not like that for all countries, and they are aware of it. So DSOs have programs to work with students where they reduce the full load and um, structure it to a non-traditional um, less than full load. That's what they call it. In the alternative, they can speak to the DSO to register them in a hybrid um, type of structure where some of the classes are online, some of them will be in person. That's mm -hmm. one of the options available through the, the DSO. Alternatively, the DSO can um, work with the students on a case-by-case -case basis. So what I'm basically saying is that the DSO is the person you need to communicate to with. To talk to. Okay. Yes, so the DSO people, has been you, trained accordingly. Uh, explain this a little bit. Are you saying that there, there is some work going on to see if government can change its position for students, F1 students, to have a full load which is online? Is, is that something that is on the works? No. The starting point is 100% online um, uh, classes are not allowed if you are F1 and you're in the country. If you okay. want to be 100% online, you cannot be in the country. So what is happening, what is in the works, is that they are trying to find a way to balance out the regulation and what is happening mm -hmm. right now. They're trying to mix it up. So the requirement for 100% online is for full load. It doesn't apply for not full load. So they're trying to find that balance. Okay. Because if you're full load, don't do 100% online. Less than full load, we can work with you. So DSO mm -hmm. is the person to communicate with. The other tip I can give when you're reaching out to DSO is the DSO cannot anticipate everything that you are going through in terms of your unique circumstances. So when you reach out to the DSO, don't just ask about um, uh, the issue of going home only. Mm. Speak to them about all the other circumstances that are unique to your case. Speak about the online learning if there's an option for hybrid. Ask your DSO if there is an, op an, an option for not uh, full load because they will not answer questions you don't ask. Yes. Speak yes. to them about how to maintain your uh, F1 status. If you do decide to travel home, make sure you, you, you speak to them um, about how they cannot cancel your F1 um, status for you to be able to return home. They need to put in, um, there's a comment that they need to put in the system. So talk okay. to them about that if you decide that you want to go home. Speak to them about employment. If you were employed, because you know there are lots of um, students that were working on and off campus, speak to them mm -hmm. about restructuring employment. And if, um, if uh, um, as a last resort, if none of those uh, seem to be available on your campus, you do have the option of transferring to another college 
that does have a hybrid um a hybrid offer a model available to to them so if you if uh, if uh, if, you, if speaking to the DSO does not bring the answers you want you can then speak to them about transferring but transferring um requires for you to find another uh college that offers uh-huh. um what it is that you are looking for a hybrid then at that point, the two DSOs of the two com- um, colleges will need to then communicate with each other for you to transfer your record over to the new college. So these oh, are the tips a, that I can give to people. Just a, a follow-up, uh, Nathan. Um, hmm. the, the order uh, the, the Trump administration are giving uh, is that uh, if the school is not going to open, they are not talking mm-hmm. about either full load or full time online, but if the school is not going to open this fall, you have to go mm-hmm. back. Yeah, Correct. I'm not sure if I you you you, you covered that. I'm, I, I didn't hear that. Correct. That is correct. If your if the university does not have any type of um, uh, option for you to do remote online, they're closing mm. for the next. Term. The DSO, again, is the person to speak to because in a situation where you have decided to remain with your uh, college and it has decided to close, the DSOs have been trained to say if you find that the students have been, um, you know, um, have chosen not to uh, transfer and they've chosen to go back because it is an option, the DSO needs to put in the system, the immigration system, that your visa is still valid during the time when they close so that it will not impact you coming back if indeed you have chosen to go back and your visa remains valid. So you need to leave. If you choose to leave because your Mm -hmm. school is closed, make sure that you speak to your DSO, communicate your decision, right, that, okay, I'm not going to transfer, I'm going to leave um, because you guys are closed, but I would like to remain in status so that they can notate it in the system. And when yeah. it does open, you need to then um, ensure, it, you need to ensure that um, you still have your I-20 to be able to return or go back to the, um, to the U.S. Embassy um, to get a new um, stamp in the passport. But the most important thing is uh the DSO will need to be notified of your decision not to transfer because it's closed. But the DSOs are all going through extensive training as we speak. So um, mm-hmm. you'd need to ensure that you, you communicate with them extensively as to what is going on and cover all bases, even including accommodation, because a lot of students were housed on campus. Yes. You know, yes. those great ones, they're also being information right there. Yeah, great piece of information right there, Ms. Sipo. There's a lot mm-hmm. to cover here. Uh, I'm getting messages here, which I agree with, the text messages I'm getting, that I need to arrange specific shows with each one of you. And I think that's what <laughs> we shall work on that. Uh, as long as you, you send me that big check uh, to, to, to make me do those individual shows. <laughs> Okay, Roger, this is a loaded leadership team. The remaining few minutes here, we have a CPA, who is also the publicity secretary of this team. 
Okay. Uh, Nelly, the COVID obviously created some... Everything is around COVID. Whatever we talked about, immigration, real estate, general leadership of the welfare of the, the community, uh, what the president has shared with us, how you guys are engaging with the community and... Uh, trying to take care of us, although I've never received a phone call from any of you asking me how I'm doing. That's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Obviously, uh, Mary, uh, the issue of tax, uh, what do you call it, filing our taxes, everything to do with our that obligation of our lives also uh, got affected. I am aware that, what, is it in four days' time? The, the, yes. the 15th of July, it was pushed to 15th of July. Help us understand what has happened with the overall picture to do with the IRS. Absolutely. So, again, uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. My name is Nelly Matatila Bartholomew, um, and I also want to say thank you to the listeners out there. So, uh, point of correction, Ms. Tankama, I am actually mm-hmm. not a CPA. I am a tax okay. preparer. I'm what the okay. IRS calls an enrolled agent. So, okay. I had to go through, you know, FBI fingerprint testing and also take certain classes to make sure oh. that I am knowledgeable enough to do the taxes, but I am not a CPA. Um okay. So that being said, uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, COVID-19 came and just, you know, disheveled pretty much all of us, and including myself. Uh, so I had to close down. I have an office in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing taxes for 13 years now. Um, and so we had to close the office because it's a shared space with other small oh. offices around. And so um, I've been, you know, having had to work from home. Um, but uh, what I can tell everybody, if you haven't filed your taxes, yes, the deadline is fast ap- approaching. It is July 15th, which is on Wednesday. You still have time to go ahead and file your taxes. Um, but while it's still fresh on my mind, I want to go back and just speak about the tax benefits of owning a home, just to um, Mm. piggyback on what Ms. Hazel talked about, right? Um, Because of time, obviously, she couldn't couldn't go into all the numerous benefits of of, um, owning a home. But I want to, as a tax preparer, I will tell you Mm. that it is extremely beneficial to, um, to own a house because you get tax credits or tax deductions. You see, when you get a loan from the bank, if your mm-hmm. house is worth 100000 and the bank, you know, loans you that money to buy the house, based on your credit score, um, you are put at a certain interest rate. That interest rate may be 5%. You know, the, the better your credit is, the lower your interest rate. So okay. based on that interest rate, you pay interest as you pay for your house. Right? So eventually, if you were to, to take the full 30 years to pay off your mortgage, you would have probably paid, you know, over 200000 right? It usually double what, you, what the value or what the money that you borrowed for the house is just because of interest. Now, that interest mm. that you pay is actually tax deductible. 
So at the end of the year, when you file your taxes, you can go ahead and say, hey, um, it shows here that I paid $7,000 in interest on my mortgage this past year. And so you can take that and deduct it on your taxes to reduce what you would owe. Or if you have nothing to reduce, then it becomes a refund. Okay. So mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, now continue. You said you were breaking some things down. Just um <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, some some of the other things that, that I also want to talk about, right, is um, real estate, honestly, is, um, is, is an investment. If you take $20,000 and give the bank and put that in your savings, right, you see yeah. that you probably be getting cents. You, <laughs> you'll be getting, if not $1, yeah. as, as, mm. as, um, as money added on for them to use your money. However, if you took that money and, you know, put it into real estate, you know, you will walk away with something, right? Um, you know, as somebody who has purchased homes before, I've, I've had a home that I rented out, you know, I've seen so many benefits. But, again, like you said, that's a topic for another day. It's a whole new topic. Let me go back yeah. to taxes. So. Taxes. Um, I would like for people to know that there are a lot of credits out there that they can benefit from, which they are probably not benefiting from. Okay, one of the credits that you can benefit from, especially now, because of the changes that happened in 2018 to the tax code, um, there are certain credits that we used to have, for example, employee business expenses, um, you can no longer deduct those um, unless you're a government official or a performing artist uh, and things of that nature. Then you can deduct. Uh, if you have a W-2 income, you can go ahead and deduct things like mileage on your car if you're a government official or if you're in the Army or if you're a performing artist. However, if you own a business, in addition to your employment, right? Like myself, I am I'm a full-time employee at Microsoft, but I also run the tax business. So mm-hmm. when I file my taxes, I do have a Schedule C, which is for the business, right? Okay. There, I have the right to go ahead and deduct the toll that I pay for my car um, uh. to run the business. I can deduct things like mileage, I can deduct things like cell phone bills and charges. I mean, there are so many things that you can go ahead and deduct, including working from home, right? So if you have a home office, you can go ahead and uh, file a form and specify the space that you use your home for to do your business, and you can use that as a deduction. Okay. I've been talking for a lot for a long time, so if you have any questions, I'm going to pose now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is what I'm going to do. I know. I know. Uh, People in the – if you have a question for Fred, Sipo, Hezo, or Nelly, I need to know. Press one on your phone right now. We have eight minutes, and I'm going to – Sir, what did you say again? I didn't hear what you said. If we have what? Those who have questions, the callers, I'm talking about the callers who have oh, questions okay. for any of you. 
I'll just allow one or two questions because we are almost running out of time. A lot of info. The purpose of this show was just to bring to the attention of the community that we have a leadership team that can offer these services, okay? So this is very important, people, and uh, let's not find ourselves in, uh, in, in what do you call it, in, in problems when we have people who can help us. Okay, I'm not just talking about immigration. I mean, tax issues. I mean, you may not uh, uh, have any information about certain things. We have people here who can help you. Uh, whilst I'm waiting for anybody to ask a question here, let's say good morning to the Vice President. Hi, Ronald. Hello, how are you? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, morning everyone yeah. so and uh, any, good morning everyone yeah, listening so anybody with a question for any of our friends so roger you see this is what i keep this is what dr patrick has been saying to us over the years information 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 yeah. information mm-hmm. is very important it's very very mm-hmm. important and uh, I, I appreciate what uh, everybody else here has said and all those things um Mary, I am, yes, sir. like everybody knows here, although I don't want to highlight that so much, on this show I'm Nathan, I'm not Pastor Meta. I am okay. a pastor, I, I own a ministry or a non-profit organization. Some people there own non-profit organizations. Um, we find ourselves in a situation where at times we run into challenges. What do I need to understand? There's somebody running a non-profit in these United States? Um, from a tax perspective? Yes, from a tax perspective. Uh, well, uh, I would say speak to your lawyer if you if you run into issues, right, from a tax perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh, also speak with your tax preparer. Um, actually, a, a great example would be, you know, including myself, I'm a tax preparer, but I'm also a business. Right, and when yes. I did run into um, an issue with the IRS, I I sought the expertise of uh, our very own CIPO. You know, I reached out to her, and um, she took the time and sat with me, and and we worked out a plan to to mitigate the issue. So mm-hmm. yeah, speak with your tax preparer. Uh, if you do your own taxes, um, go ahead and speak with the with with the lawyer, an attorney that that is um, an expert on taxation, and they'll be able to assist you navigate through things. Sipo, why do we have this impression? I don't know. Okay, you being a lawyer can respond to this. Why do we have this impression? And we've dealt with this issue on this show many times. Whether you're dealing with the situation back home in Zambia, why do we think it's cheaper to avoid seeking professional help? or it's not necessary? Uh, It depends. That can be true. It just depends on what it is that you are seeking professional help for. With the advent of the Internet, everything is online. Just like with doctors now, we can self-diagnose. We Google (laughs) that I'm feeling this pain here, and you're like, oh, my goodness, I've got a, you know. It's the same Uh thing. Everything moving to the Internet information is readily available. So with that, 
comes the perception that you don't need to actually go in until you get to a level where something needs to be actually done. I gave the example of a doctor. You self-diagnose that, okay, you have got this lump. Now, how do I surgically remove it? Therein lies the problem. <laughs> now you have to go yeah, in and I now like you say, I, I know I've got this lump now. You need, I now need yeah. your help to remove it. Like That's that. the same thing yeah. with the lawyers, you know. They self-diagnose, yes, this issue. Then they realize, oh, I now need to go and see the judge and you cannot, you know, now there are papers to be filed. Now you are calling the, the lawyer. So... It just depends on the level of the information that is uh, being looked for. A lot of these things are available for free online, but there are some things that actually require you to do something or require you to actually file some things or act on that information. At that point, that's when um, professionals are needed. Excellent. Fred, as we conclude here, and uh, I mean, I've enjoyed this, like I said, let's have fun as we talk about this, how... As one gets in touch with you guys, and uh, you can also conclude by just sharing with us what's the way forward for your for your team. We're still in the early months of your term of office. What's the way forward? What should we expect as the residents of Dallas? That's a you know a great question. Um, I believe the, the expectation from our community uh, for our association should be. Um, you know, seeing us more, um, you know, whether it's virtually or uh, once COVID-19 is, is, is done with us, as far as once we have a vaccine, um, seeing a, a growing uh, presence within our community. Uh, we want to identify, you know, ways on how we can empower the young, you know, men of our community, young men and women in our community uh, to encourage them, you know, in different ways of how to, better their lives, how to uh, look at professional jobs and look at different skills that, that they can start uh, gaining in order to position themselves and their families in a, in a great position, um, but also continuing preaching the, uh, the, the, the life insurance uh, ideas, uh, ways mm-hmm. on how we can continue being there for our families to make sure when, when there's a loss in the community, we are readily uh, uh, geared to to be there for the family. Uh, again, also having lawyers and uh, uh, real estate agents, tax agents uh, that can be able to communicate, you know, such great information that we've been able to hear today. Uh, the most important thing I want to say is we want to uh, continue or, or provide a continuity, should I say, uh, provide a platform that allows uh, continuity. Mm-hmm. That when we are wow. done with our our um, association, our tenure, that we're going to be a line or a requirement that will allow the next generation or the next people to come in to build more from where we're going to uh, to live off from, because uh, we want Excellent. our community to be run by people as uh, who are as diverse as far as skill sets as we are. Uh, and, then, oh. and that's the goal that we have uh, up, as far as our, our, our time members. is up. Our time is up, Fred. Thank you, Fred, Sipo, Nelly, Thank and uh, uh, Rona, for, for your excellence. Let's do this. And uh, everybody, let's go back in. It uh, will be doing open forum. Once again, like I said at the beginning of the show, 
I thank you guys for stepping up with me during the awakening conference. Let's go back again, everybody.